Welcome to our second episode this week. Um, yeah, our actual episode, not a special episode for Birthday Girl over yeah. here. But yeah, um, so we are doing Halloween this week. Yes. I'm Dan Walker. I'm Danny Wass. Sept up. And we're movie drunks. Oh. Um, yeah. We get drunk and we watch movies. Yeah. And we watch movies and get drunk. It's our final Halloween episode of this season slash year, whatever the fuck it's going to end up being. Conveniently yeah. enough for watching Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we didn't plan that at all. Yes. Last episode, we watched my favorite movie, and now we get to watch Danny's like second third favorite, favorite movie. Second. It's in his top three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's, it goes almost famous. Halloween. Starting off early. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's get to these rules. Oh, she's putting I the mask just realized, No, I just realized I didn't know what our drink idea was, and I was worried we didn't pick one out. <laughs> All right. Did we pick one? We did this last night. I leave it to him. So our rules. Every time Michael Myers has said, we all drink. Every time there's a scene with Samuel Loomis, we all drink. Who? Danny. Loomis. The, he says that. I have a, huh. I have a Is that tapestry. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a very doctor name. Loomis. When, yeah. Uh, when Michael is shown walking in the distance... You know, stalker-like, yeah. we drink. Okay, okay. Uh, whenever there's a woman screaming, we drink. <laughs> whenever there's a jump scare, we drink. Those exist? Yeah. Yeah, well, on the topic of jump scares. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the haunting of Verdansk dropped today. and uh, not, not today. No, it's okay. Uh, it dropped the other day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I close my eyes when I open loot boxes yeah. now. Because I got spooked once and I almost peed myself. And Matt was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No." I had all my I had my uh, headset volume all the way up, so that that was fun. I, hate it. I can't wait till I go back in my room and play, and then my fucking uh, speaker just blows out my yeah. eardrums and I just die. And I just I'm not gonna mic. play that game. Listen, like you I'm gotta too play it with scared. multiple people. I'm too scared to play Minecraft in the dark because the zombie noises spook me. I'm never gonna play that game again. <laughs> um. Back to the rules. So we just said, uh, whenever there's a jump scare, we drink. Um, Boo. Boo. Whenever a phone call is made, we drink. Okay. Whenever someone is killed, ironically, we drink. You can't. Also, I just want to add in like a... a, That's illegal. I want to add in like a a cute little like uh, drink. Okay. Um, When Annie's audio is repeated... Um, in the car, and you'll I'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when okay. we see the movie. But I, oh, I want to take a drink for that one. My God, do you want a waterfall for it? Yeah, waterfall. I a waterfall for it. All just right. realized what this is just going to be like a repeat of Nightmare. I, I will try to contain myself. He's not you won't. Contain himself. I'll control my. Okay, you're going to be like jerking off the entire time you're talking about it. Like, don't come. I'm, re- I'm ready for this. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> um, and we finish our drinks when Michael gets six slugs. Yeah. So that ah, 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 ah. that exactly. was five. I shot. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop. Um, but stop. Yeah, that's that's our rules for this Halloween episode. Let's get right to it. Three, two, one. Moving, John. I'm drunky. No, I'm drunk. Yeah. No. Oh my god. This is. <laughs> Alright, this might be the most drunk. Is it? I don't know. Uh, I, I haven't seen you. I'm I've seen you pretty re- drunk, but like. I'm trying to remember Dark Knight. Um, that was a rough You've never seen me so drunk where I threw up, right? I mean, I've well, seen my you on your birthday. birthday. Jesus Christ. But you didn't see me throw that. up. No, I haven't seen you throw up. And I'm We're pro- not going to go into it. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, let's uh, let's get to this. What do you got? Oh my so God. you start us off, Dan. Oh my God. This is so loud. This is so loud. Okay. I'm going to turn you up. I'm going to turn I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm going to turn myself down. 
I think that's good. Okay. Right? Is that good? Okay. Um. Okay, so I'm just gonna start off with, um quick little anecdote. Um, first time I ever saw. Okay, this is my second favorite movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, so the first time I ever saw this movie. Um, ironically, it was because I. It was really late in the night, and um, I, my dad, me and my dad were watching this this random movie on sci-fi. It was, I think it was like a volcano or something. Okay. It had um, Tommy Lee Jones in it, and you know, I think I don't know. It was a volcano. It was coming down to destroy a town or whatever. But after it was Halloween Four, the return of Michael Myers. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why is there a return? So I just decided to watch it because I was like, oh, what was eight or something? And I just, <laughs> Jeez. You motherfucker! <laughs> Sorry, anyway. jump scare. All right. Um, and so, um, it, you guys, if if anyone's seen this movie, um, the beginning starts off with kind of like a dream sequence where, like, um, the little girl Jamie um, has a dream about Michael Myers, and that he comes to terrorize her in her bed. And uh, because I was eight, I was absolutely terrified by this scene, so I turned it immediately off. And so, I vowed to never watch a Halloween movie ever again until the next week <laughs> I'm like okay let's let's check out the the Halloween and that's also where you know Nightmare on Elm Street came from because dreams you know yeah, yeah. exactly <clears throat> yeah, well yeah it took me forever to watch Nightmare on Elm Street after that yeah, yeah but yeah. I ended up seeing that on TNT or whatever um but yeah, we had a, like, my dad had an old VHS tape of this movie. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's been a week. You know, I'm I'm a little bit older now. <laughs> oh, you cocky ass motherfucker. And I, I, I think I can handle watching a horror movie, you know, because yeah. it was made in the 70s. It was so scary about it. And like, you know, so I put in the old old VHS tape and I still remember like the, like, the little ass remote that I had. It was like a round one. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, like the bottom was rounded, and like um, there's two giant, there's literally two buttons on it. There's play and pause oh or stop God. or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, so it was yeah, and uh, I just remember absolutely falling in love with this movie because um, I, I don't know, it might have been like one of the per- most perfect movies for me to see at that time because it's like it was scary enough for an eight year old. Yeah, because it was ma- obviously it was made in the seventy eight. So you know, like at the time, it was the most terrifying movie ever. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. But you know, like. With today's standards, it's well. I mean, today's standards are more like today's standard. It's 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 thriller. Like, yeah, it's it's not even as scary as like a PG thirteen action movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the last time we talked, like uh, the most recent scariest movie for me was probably Conjuring two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what about it, yours? What was your most recent? Hereditary. Hereditary, Hereditary scares the shit out of me. It's freaky, but it's not scary to me. It's either Hereditary or Get Out because Get Out. <laughs> disturbs me on a whole other level. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, what are you, Seth? She, she, okay, <laughs> she's she's paying attention to not the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your most recent um, horror movie that kind of scared you a lot? Hereditary, I guess. But that was yeah. a while ago. Yeah. 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 Well, you close your eyes at the scariest I did. part. I so, didn't I mean, that says a lot. Most though. of Hereditary. But yeah. Who's in the movie again? No clue. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Danny. Um, um, so this movie, obviously, um, it, it's my second favorite movie. It's become a tradition for me to watch this every Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, in the last like five, six years, um, I've been reading the script every Halloween. Okay. So it's really nice to see because like there's a little inconsistency. So like um, I took this this quote that's on I have a tapestry hanging in my room that says it's a it's a picture of Michael Myers and um, 
on one side and then it has like a Loomis quote where he says like the evil monologue that he has that he did in the movie. Yeah. I took it verbatim out of the script and I realized only after that uh, Donald Pleasant's like uh, slightly paraphrased it a little bit. So that's kind of nice to have like that yeah. little contrast and stuff. So it's nice seeing all like the little tiny details that are different from the script. And that happens with every movie. Yeah. So of course, like, I mean, I know you again, back to the dark Knight. you've gone through that entire script too. And like, <laughs> I'm sure you found a lot of different discrepancies in that as well. Oh yeah. So, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah it, it's a lot that happens between production and post-production. So, I mean, you know, yeah, well, even, well, cause I had, okay. Surprise, surprise. I had like a tiny acting bit in a very very small project i had to play a, a, a strung out teen that wasn't college related that wasn't college related okay i was an actual paid job okay oh uh, i was thinking i was like 14 15 or something okay. but yeah i had to i had to pretend that i was a drug addict beautiful <laughs> when I was a kid beautiful and um i took it upon because I, I i you know i was super into like uh reading about movies and stuff by then uh-huh. so i i took it upon myself to change the script slightly here and there so I'd, I'd say lines differently. So that happens in every movie, though. I did not know that about you, actually. Oh, really? You never told me that. Yeah. Huh. Well, Sepper knows about it. Well, I'm sure Sepper knows about it. So <laughs> <laughs> she's oh. taking the backseat on this one because she does Sorry. not like this movie. Yeah, you're really, and I do feel bad because I know how much you love and how you love it so much. I do. I but really do. Yeah, we, I've listened to you go on and on about this movie. Right. For she, almost three years. You know my all my talking points. Yeah. On this movie. <laughs> She's Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm Friday the 13th. He's Halloween. So, I mean, we're the whole so, bunch here. So, I'm just, in this podcast, I'm just going to make the case of why I think Michael Myers is the best out of all three of them. And to start it off, because um, he did it first, mm-hmm. you know, aside from Norman Bates, because he was 1960. Yes. Um, I think Michael Myers definitely set off the, the horror or the slasher movie craze. He was 78. John Carpenter had, he just came off this um, assault on Precinct 13, where it's just like a police precinct getting attacked by these gang members or whatever. And it was like pretty violent and like he got just enough um, recognition to be funded for this movie. Okay. Um, And so he just, originally this movie was going to be called The Babysitter Babysitter Murders, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm so glad they changed it to Halloween. I think. Erwin Yablons, who was one of the producers. Okay. He, I'm pretty sure he suggested naming it Halloween because since it takes place on Halloween. Um, but yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Simultaneous. All right. Don't, don't throw up any, uh, at all yet. Oh, I'll try not to. Okay. I'm super drunk. I'm super drunk. Okay. But yeah, maybe talking will let it... Breathe. Breathe. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this movie was funded right. for $300,000 only. And like, wow. you know, yeah. it's like today's standards, it sounds like super, super fucking tiny. But in the time, it was like, it was, it was like a decent, like, it was a decent, sh- uh, basically short film, independent film. So like the million, like the $5 million movies, like nowadays, that's kind of what it's, it's around that was. price. Yeah. yeah so, but that five million dollars is what they do for like a short film. So this is this at the time it really was a small budget film, and it's amazing of what they were able to do with it because I think this was the most the highest like um, what was the um the highest profit make uh, percentage pro- of profit maker um based on budget um until uh Blair Witch Project came out. Ugh. 
yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a fad that came and went yeah um but yeah uh john carpenter and deborah hill who at the time was uh john carpenter's girlfriend wrote this script and they were just like hey let's uh fucking let's just make this fucking movie oh yeah, yeah they just felt like it oh <laughs> yeah and uh you know so it's probably no surprise um everybody who and know who like is interested at all about this movie knows that the mask was um a captain kirk um mask which was spray painted white and the eyes were opened up a little bit yep yeah because you yeah i know it's, it's kind of very well known now yeah but something you may not know oh is this is one of the sec one of the first times i think it might have been like the second or third time that um a steady cam was used in a movie it wasn't very steady <laughs> well <you> know, <laughs> it was brand new technology yeah i'm just saying it wasn't very steady <laughs> from what i remember i think it i think it was invented for rocky um, because okay. the shot where they're going up the stairs when Sylvester Stallone's running up the stairs, they needed a steady shot of him going up the stairs. And so they just, oh, what if we put like weights on the bottom of the camera and put it on a stick? Well, oh, make fucking, you know, it, it came out really good. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, of course it came out really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, but this one was shot with a Panaglide, which not many people know, which is like this, the inferior version of the Steadicam from Panavision. It didn't really take off. I mean, yeah, no shit, because it wasn't very steady. It wasn't, it wasn't steady. Steady, very steady. Okay. <laughs> well, you have a lot of negative things to say, so... so. Oh, fuck. All right, I would like I to start? hear your opinions. Where do tell I Tell you that they're wrong. Start. Okay. <laughs> so, um, this isn't too big of a deal, but, like, in the beginning when it's the kid, obviously, like, the whole one shot in the very beginning of the movie, like, you can see the shadow of the cameraman a few times, mm-hmm. but, like, it doesn't... It, <laughs> I think the camera's a little too high to be a kid of, like, you know, three and a half feet tall. Obviously, those are inconsistencies, but, like, that, that I can get over that. Okay. That's that's not too bad. Where it gets a little worse. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um, so, I know I mentioned this during the movie, but, like, when Lori is walking down the street, mm-hmm. and she, see, she sees Michael behind the bush, the very next scene... The streets are very wet. It was a very dry day before. Like, yes. when the fuck did it rain? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know you said, oh, yeah, no, they're filming, whatever. I'm like, like, come on, man. I mean, you couldn't yeah. do a different day. Like, <laughs> it was actually dry Just and not noticeable. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, they shot they shot this um, in a very short amount of time. I think it was in within three weeks yeah. or two weeks. They shot the whole, the whole movie um, in two weeks. And um, ironically... Um, you know, so you know the classic score. I think everyone kind of universally agrees that the score is amazing. Yeah. Guess how long John Carpenter um, came up with it, or how long it took him to come up with it? An hour. Well, no, three days. The okay. whole the whole score though. Oh, the whole score. The entire score for the like entire the main movie. Theme. I was thinking the main theme. The main theme, yeah. I bet you he just came up with it five minutes or yeah. whatever. Because no. it, it was like inspired from his dad. He taught him how to do three, or it's like a measure of three eighth. Eight, I don't really know music that much, but I do. Is yeah, yeah, three eight, right? Is, hmm? Yeah, I did. I know music. Yeah, no, I mean it's very impressive. Yes, like he directed, he did everything for this movie. This was his baby, and mm-hmm. he that's very impressive. Yeah, like the, like the way it came out and how much of a following it has. Hold on. Uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Um. So now back to the timing of when Lori's walking from. Uh, Annie's house back to her house. 
or her house to Asia. One of those. I don't know. But oh, it, like oh, the the forever shot. Yeah, the basically. forever shot. Like yeah, yeah, I know the building suspense, but like you don't mm-hmm. need to show every single fucking footstep. That's a main movie thing nowadays. You don't have to do that. Mm. What are oh, you here, doing? I'll listen. I'll <laughs> I'm listening to an AirPod right now. But okay. yeah, I, I definitely get that criticism. This movie is definitely very slow, mm-hmm. um, and it's the reason why I'm. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> you can't concentrate. Um, it's That's what I've been doing for the past few minutes. It's like, like, okay, when I'm like, when I want to show this movie to like, you know, when I like have the kids or something, I want to show them this movie is my second favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that because it's so slow, they're not going to be interested in it because well, nowadays. It's be the 70s at that point. It, so yeah, like, it'll be I like mean, 50 years old. That's for, why I struggle 60. with this movie. Well, yeah, you got a, a short attention span and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this ADHD As... over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What's up? laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I, I was caught at a certain time in my life where <laughs> I was, I was just. I just saw the reply to my comment on the most recent post. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Like, that, oh, what movie are we watching? Like Whiplash, and he's like, maybe. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bitch! Um, Stop talking about J.K. Simmons. Yeah, we always had to bring that up, you know. Whiplash. <laughs> Whiplash. I actually would have did it this time. I know it's surprising. I'm so mad that I brought, I showed you that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I get the way. Like, it everything came together in your life, and this is kind of at the center of it and it just kind of like it's your movie I get that it's I, my movie same thing with Star movie. Wars the original Star Wars is my movie and hate, you don't you hate A New I Hope I hate A New Hope and that's why I'm questioning being your roommate but yeah, it's well, fine you know. it's fine alright and now my last criticism of the movie <laughs> um the audacity of this bitch Annie going to do laundry. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, she got a fucking lot of fucking nerd, bro. Yeah, like yeah, she, this is not her house, and she's like, I'm just gonna go do some fucking laundry. I'm gonna strip in the kitchen and go do laundry. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing, bitch? Like, well, are yeah. you that fucking like? <laughs> I don't know. It just like. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of the, a lot of these girls don't have any respect for anybody. No, because well, Linda shows up to a random like not even a like the girls like so like her friends her friend who is babysitting somebody else their house. Yeah, it's fucking weird. And has sex in her parents' bedroom. Yep. These kids the ain't fuck, got Linda? no shame, no shame whatsoever. Yeah. It's like okay, fucking like yeah, like so it's like <laughs> she. In, oh God. I, Linda is like almost the most infuriating character <laughs> only because she says totally about, like it's probably 90% of her, her dialogue so maybe we should have drank for totally every time. we should have we should have done I don't know why I didn't bring that up speaking of things we should have drank for it's another thing I'm gonna every time there's a fucking wide shot in a movie <laughs> like this whole movie is wide shots okay, <laughs> we I'll, fucking I'll, di- I'll fight you on that one no it's not a bad thing I'm just saying it's ominous I like it it works okay, for the okay. movie yeah. that's not a criticism it's just like we should have had drank for every wide shot that Michael oh, yeah. is in like yeah. holy fuck yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, um, this is one of the um, like the best examples that people kind of throw out there for an anamorphic lens. So like, um, you might not know spherical lenses are kind of like your basic what you think of a lens as, yep. where it's like it warps the image towards the end, towards the edges of the screen because it's it's like cheaper to make and everything. Um, an anamorphic lens, which I've tr- I've looked into buying a, a cheap one, is twelve hundred dollars. Yikes. 
take that in. <laughs> no, I'm good. But yeah, um, <laughs> that's too much. So yeah, like, um, but it adds such a great because what it does is it it, it it compresses it. It compresses the image. So what it does is it squeezes. Um, it, it the camera takes in um an image that is squeezed. So imagine like um like a regular two by one or a two, uh, one one by two point three five image. Okay. But squeezed into a square. That's what it. That's what the camera itself takes in, mm. and then it's later stretched out in post. So that's what how you preserve. Um, you preserve most of the image that way, and this is one of the first kind of like. Um, well, probably not one of the first, but like one of the most like I guess prestige examples that I've seen personally, mm-hmm. because it. I mean, obviously, it makes everything look creepier because you have more more like shades of black that are just they're not warped or anything you know and so yeah. like you get more dimension more, more contrast and everything like that yeah yeah and welcome to lens 101 with <laughs> danny was here um yeah that's that's a really good example i like um, movies guys yeah we know you like movies that's why we do a movie podcast where we get yeah. fucking hammered <laughs> anyway um Let's come back to some of your notes here. So, I got this question. I know John Carpenter and Deborah Hill left at some point and they franchised the shit out of um, the Halloween movies. So, like, why exactly did that happen? I'm so glad you asked, Dan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, the whole story goes where um, one was written and produced by uh, Deborah Hill, John Carpenter, and they got $300,000 of. Um, producer like money funding from Mustafa Akkad, Erwin Yablans, um, I think Tommy Lee Wallace, who went on to direct um, it 1990. So they all produced and they, they were scraped together $300,000. And that, you know, that wasn't enough, that wasn't a lot of money mm-hmm. right, at the time. It still isn't today. Um, so what they ended up doing, so, so they obviously this movie became a success and they're like, Mustafa Akkad, who was gaining the rights, he bought, I think he bought some more of the rights after the first one. He said, hey, we need to make a, a sequel to this three years later. And they did. And, you know, it was a su- success and everything. But um, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill wanted wanted to end the whole Michael Myers saga. So they literally definitively burned him to death. Yeah, so he's just now done. Do. Just absolutely gone. So. Right. They wanted to move it in more of a uh, anthology aspect. So Halloween 3, which people don't really talk about, it's it's Season of the Witch. It's completely different from, I think I bring it up in this podcast too, later yeah, on. Yeah, at some point, yeah. It has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Um, and after that, um, after that, we kind of kind of became a flop because Michael Myers isn't in it. Irwin Yablans, uh, I mean, Mustafa Akkad acquired basically all the rights mm-hmm. for it. And then Deborah Hill and John Carpenter wanted nothing to do with it after that. They just they said They don't want, like... Exactly. They're only beholden to, like, they only wrote the third movie and they hadn't, you know, so they were out. Okay. And from there, if if memory serves me correctly, they moved on to Miramax, Miramax bought four. Okay. And then four, five, six, that was Miramax. And then seven, which is H2O and Resurrection. What? Dimension films? Yeah, they they moved to Dimension after that. And then now it's in Blumhouse for the remake. Thank God. Good things are going to come, hopefully. Um... But the reason, um, a few years ago, 2014, um, a giant Blu-ray box came out with all of the 
every every single one of them, including Rob Zombie's. So kind of like movies. the Saw thing that you got right exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but you'll realize that like you don't. There isn't a Blu-ray collection of Halloween movies other than that one, mm-hmm. um, because all the rights were spread out through different different companies. So. Like the strategic like coordination that they had to deal with getting each one of these rights was a huge deal. It, it's a clusterfuck. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I, I doubt it's ever going to be released again, especially with a new production company now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was actually telling Sarah like for my birthday, I was hoping that she would get it. Um, <laughs> there's like still vintage boxes of this, um, and they go they're going for like six hundred bucks a piece. Oh yeah, they they expensive. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's absolutely insane, and you know. Halloween has a very um, storied past with producers and yeah and like and later on like it, it's not even like worth like like worth the movies because the, they get worse and worse as you go mm. and it has like a slight uptick with H2O and then Resurrection might be actually the worst Halloween movie yep. I've ever seen yep but yeah worse than Halloween 2 is Rob Zombie oh, have, uh, <laughs> well it's like do you want it's like Halloween 2 makes um makes Michael into something he's not like mm-hmm. he just based on definition mm-hmm. um but Halloween Resurrection makes a joke out of him so I don't know what's worse like I honestly think making like making him talk is like better than making him a joke I anyway. guess yeah that's a fair point let's get back to the podcast yeah uh well um I have a few bad um you guys got, got mad at me last time with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because I had a lot of behind the scenes stuff but I'm just going to I'm just going to lead lead with some back behind the scenes stuff. Go ahead. Um the the opening shot obviously was shot with a steady cam and um you see a first person view of Michael. Yep. So um like the little hands, you see little kid hands. That was actually Deborah Hill who is who wrote the screenplay and was the producer of this movie. Um you know she was like uh or all right, a double a Deborah Hill production. Like they were they weren't even like produced by any any big company at the time. Um it was her hand being Michael's hand. So she's the one who grabs the knife in the the little mask and stuff. Okay. So that's a little cute cute little thing. Um the 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 scores are in three days. Um I think I like I like the idea of having like a creepy POV in the beginning. Um this wasn't really anything new. Um, most people, th- most people call th- t- um, point to this as like the first example of like a creepy POV of a killer. But ironically, that was done in 1974 with Black Christmas. That was the first one. That ever, that I don't ever think I that. ever saw that movie. Nobody, nobody ever is really ever seen it. But it's it, it's like one of the it's it's Halloween is credited with um, exploding the slasher film cra- uh, craze, but Black Christmas really did it first. They did it in 1974, four years earlier. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, Billy, the whole opening scene of that is mm-hmm. Billy climbing up the ladder of the sorority and looking into the sorority house and stuff and creeping on, like, the girls and stuff. Yeah. So. Panty raid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more of a panty raid. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but also an, a kind of a shocking thing on a, a twist of of that with trope a twist. with with a twist, <laughs> yeah. um, you wouldn't expect like at the time you didn't expect that it would be a child, to, yeah, like a six year old child doing this horrible act of killing his own sister. You know what I mean? Yep. So like, I don't know. At, you know, nowadays we've upped the ante quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, like well, right now we show like little kids dying on screen. Yep. Like they did that in the remake, actually. 
or the, the remake Rob sequel. One? Well, the, I, I don't know. I say the remake. It's the sequel to it's the 2018 sequel. Oh, that that sequel. The okay. new one. Yeah. So they kill a kid on screen. He's like 13, I, I think. I've only seen it once, but yeah, I, I got to see it again. Um, but yeah, so we've come a long way. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say. Um, so yeah, it's, you didn't expect it, and audiences were definitely terrified of this in 1978 because you know they were scared of seeing boobies on screen. <laughs> Um, I don't think they're scared to see boobies unseen. Uh, oh my god! Hide your titties. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your titties. Hide your kids. Hide your. <laughs> Thank you. Oh lord! All right. Hide your titties. Um. Okay, so you had some criticisms. Uh, I have a few criticisms oh. with this movie. Ironically. Oh. Okay. Um, Loomis. He kind of ended up being the kind of de facto main character of the franchise after um, part two, because that's when Jamie Lee Curtis left. Yeah. And so, I mean, we don't talk about three because that's not connected to the Michael Myers saga. That's like, um, it's a weird, creepy, like, because they wanted to make it an anthology series. Um, and Halloween three was like a failed experiment. So what exactly? I don't know what happened after two. So like, what? What was three? Like, what? What was so different about it? Like three was this whole other plot with like this evil corporate guy was making these masks and he uh, for Halloween and he he was selling them to children, um, and he was using them as mind control devices. So they put them on, and on Halloween he like he like you know uh, I think the commercial that he played would play like a jingle like Happy Happy Halloween, <sighs> and they, it would mind control them or whatever. Yeah, and it, you know, fuck. It's a stupid, weird kind of cult Halloween. Everyone people like it now, but everyone hated it back in the day because it was connected to the Halloween franchise, which clearly screamed Michael Myers, and he wasn't in it. Weird. Yeah. Okay. But then they brought him back in uh, four. Return of Michael Return Myers. Of Michael Myers. So four, five, six was its own thing, which <sighs> so many fucking rabbit holes for that because there's a whole plot of like he's part of a druid cult. He uh, is going after. He has a psychic connection to Laurie's daughter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that she, one seems more plausible. I and guess. She, but well, I tell her. I, I don't know. It just seems they really they really jump off. They really jump the shark after after two um I and then h2o h2o comes out in 2000 right so there well if we're talking about that there's a whole bunch of different timelines there's one two four five six which is one timeline and then there's one two h2o resurrection which is another timeline because they go from they think they, they realize oh four five six kind of sucked so let's just do our own thing take it back from when halloween 2 ended and oh no, Michael Myers is back. He didn't burn alive or whatever. And hunt, hunting Laurie. And then they continue H2O onto Resurrection. Resurrection is probably the worst one in the entire series. So I don't want to talk about that. And then how does this new Halloween fit into that? Have you looked the into new that? 2018 is literally just the original and this new one. Just this one and this Just one, one in the remake. And then Rob Zombie's remake is its own own we, thing. Yeah, we don't talk about Rob Zombie's remake. Rob remakes. Zombie, <laughs> yeah. Very brutal. I love Rob Zombie, but that was just weird. I, I loved it when it came out. But now I'm looking back, uh, it's, it's, it's too, like... It's not offensive. It's just, like... It's aggressive, is what I, probably well, the I mean, best word. That's, kind of, that's Rob Zombie's style, though. So, I mean... Yeah. I, I just personally don't like it. It... it, it and plus, they ruin they ruin the entire character of Michael Myers in the second one. But we won't talk about that because, oh my god, I get so mad. Yeah, we don't need to get you mad right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I said I wouldn't get into it, but I need to. 
Listen, Halloween, the remake, Rob Zombie's Halloween, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Because, like, at the time, I, I don't know, I was like, I, w- I, was no, I was watching all these old 70s horror movies, and I was realizing there's really not that much blood and gore, and I don't, like, feel the horror as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. So it was a welcome surprise when Rob Zombie's is, like, detailed. Like, the way, like have you ever seen it? Yeah, I saw the first one. Let's see the second. You know when he kills when he kills Junie? Mm-hmm. You know? Like that it freaks me out to this day. But you know, so they, I like I like the kind of hard, aggressive tone in the head, and I always liked personally I'm I'm a, I'm in the minority here. I like Michael Myers being kind of hulking and yeah. like yeah, hey. Okay. But um Yeah, so it, it the first one was still in the vein of Halloween, only he was they changed they changed him from less of a shape to a, a character like a, a character with a backstory because a lot of the first half is just him in the mental ward and you get to know him as a kid and stuff and you try to kind of feel for him because he has a shitty childhood situation yes and so it's more plausible to see him as like a serial killer instead of a, a force of evil which you know it's a hot take compared to the original I, it's still it works for the context of this new franchise though but he still kept the, the, the spirit of that Michael Myers is Michael Myers he, he barely he you know he can he can get hurt but he doesn't die and he's un- basically unstoppable so he's still in in practice he still has that unstoppable shape force thing mm-hmm. and he doesn't talk <laughs> and then halloween 2 happens where um because well, in the first one john carpenter said told rob zombie before making it make it your own so uh. so rob zombie still honoring the fans of the of the original made it his own and then after that he's like oh i got free reign to do whatever the fuck i want so he uses a quote from a fictional character in the beginning talking about white horses or some shit and then he in the first one he has like a really strong connection with his mom remember yeah. which is he has to rob zombie has to put his wife in every movie he's ever made sherry moon yeah of sherry course. Moon's on. Yeah, so <laughs> You know, she shows up on a fucking white horse as like a ghost, and like I guess his whole thing is that he's killing for his mom now, mm-hmm. as a ghost, and um, he's going after he's going after Laurie again, who survived, of course. Yeah. And they do maybe my least favorite sequence ever with the, they do like a uh, the hospital scene, kind of homage to Halloween two of the original, mm-hmm. but they make it a dream sequence, and I hate oh. it so much because it's it's terrifying and then oh she wakes up in her bed I'm like oh really we're going that fucking route <laughs> and then love the cop outs they make Lori the, <laughs> the most unlikable character in the world she, you like you don't you don't want to root for her Loomis is a piece of shit too <laughs> um and then they have hints of of Michael like grunting when he's like stabbing like oh so he's like getting really into it it doesn't really work so you go <gasps> when he's stabbing um ah <sighs> Octavia Spencer, I think. I think she's in it. Okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. Hopefully they don't they don't go fully into it or whatever. But then by the end, um, Loomis, who's also a piece of shit, like I mentioned, um, he's trying to confront Michael and be like, Michael, you have to stop. And he's like, die. Don't fucking. Yeah. He's Michael Myers. He doesn't talk. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> It's excessive. I fucking hate him. Man. It's aggressive and excessive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, and also, it's just this stupid thing. He eats a dog. He just eats a raw dog. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he eats a, he eats a live dog, 
and then um he kills a bunch of hillbillies but like when he kills he puts on the mask and like after the first one it's the same mask so there's a giant bullet hole like <clears throat> off the side of so you can see basically half his face you can see part of his beard the rest of his beard is hanging out of out the bottom of the mask interesting and he's got like a long ass hair so it's hanging out the back too it just looks ridiculous and it's not michael myers i don't know what possessed rob zombie to do this but um the franchise ended after that and i'm kind of glad i'm upset because we we don't upset i'm upset we don't have a uh (laughs) we don't have an actual halloween three with michael myers in it yet yeah you know it's like maybe it's just taboo so let's let's see what this new trilogy does yeah i mean halloween kills and then whatever that part is that part two or is that just like a separate sequel to it the next one after halloween kills uh no it's gonna be it's gonna be called halloween ends so it's gonna be like the end of a trilogy good so hopefully they they blow my socks off because yeah halloween kills comes out next october and the october after that is halloween ends right yeah okay cool cool Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. My notes got all switched I, up. Well, I got a good talking point here, actually. Since this movie was made in 78, right? Um, it's kind of playing off real fears of the world at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, serial killers stalking people, like Jeffrey Dahmer and all those other serial killers. Like, it was kind of like a mass panic at that time in the world. And that also kind of probably led to the fears of, like, this whole movie and, like, everything about it. I don't know. I was just thinking about that while I, we were, I was watching. I'm like, Huh. The whole Dahmer thing happened at that time, and then, like, um, what's his... Who are the other ones? Um, uh, John Wayne Gacy. Gacy, that's the one I was thinking of. Like, all uh, of them, like, yeah. they're either stalking children or stalking women at the same time, and yeah. it just... Creepy oh, as oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we got Jeffrey Dahmer in... Fuck, what's his name? Zach Efron. Just played him. Ted no, Bundy. Ted Bundy, yeah. That's yeah. the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That's the one stalking women. Dahmer... Yeah, he's weird. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeffrey Dahmer, he was into guys. Yeah, he, he was he was into gay men and kind of experimenting on their brains and stuff like that. It was kind of weird. Yeah, but yeah. Like, <laughs> that's really fucked up, man. But yeah, and like it, it played off those fears because like at that time, like it was all over the newspapers, all over the news. Like yeah, it it's just amazing. Like that's a good thing to like go off of at a time, like for movies. Yeah, just kind of bring it into pop culture. It's hard to put yourself into the into the mindset of this movie at the time, but like when I, I, I I've, I've succeeded in it a few times where I've actually felt fear for like the characters because it's like imagine you're just like having a regular Halloween night, you car you're carving your your pumpkin with your with your kid or whatever, and they're they're going out to go trick or treating. Yep. And all of a sudden, an actual serial killer comes into your little suburb and absolutely just disrupts you like a big one that i felt like I've, i could feel it um sure. was in the remake sequel thing in 2018 where this lady is just she's just making it she's just baking a pie and then all of a sudden michael myers just comes out of nowhere with a hammer and, just, and hammers and you know ha- bashes her face in yep. she did nothing wrong she was in her curlers she was wearing curlers and wearing a bathrobe, and she had nothing to do with it. It's just like... Wrong place, wrong time, even exactly. though the wrong place is her fucking house. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... So, it, like, this movie kind of relies on you to think about your yourself as one of the characters, so you can feel the fear in that way. And that's, that's what I guess um, more modern horror movies don't really have to rely on, because they, they have, like, the the aspects of better production so they can kind of absorb you in easier. Mm-hmm. Like with, um, I always think, I always think about the, the scene in Conjuring two 
where you know like the nun like her shadow is going against the wall and stuff yeah and she comes at the painting dude that was so good and that freaked me the fuck out and theater's like no no stop it. i can't do it can't fucking like, do stop it. <laughs> yeah oh god so it's yeah so like you you, you couldn't do that in 1978 because you didn't have you, cgi what the fuck is that you know yeah so you had to do it by em- using empathy and stuff so now it's it's really hard to do so it's like at the t- you know so you kind of have to as an audience member be and looking for that sort kind of, of thing appreciate it yeah like yeah because i mean yeah we have so many like tools that are disposable nowadays like it it's just yeah. uh, it's quote-unquote easier to do and like <laughs> like to bring the fear like <laughs> you hit her mic yep <laughs> she didn't even notice but uh yeah um it's it's one of the things it Brings the fear. What the fuck was I talking about? I lost my train of thought. Yeah, when I hit same, the mic. Man, I'm drunk. <laughs> um, well, anyway, yeah, like, um, oh, how to appreciate things. Like, appreciate those little things that you're talking about. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, and I mean, that's just kind of like a. I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but like, that's like a, a kind of a thing that's dying in the movie industry. That people don't really appreciate the movie theater experience of the big screen and oh, going God. out and making it an event. Oh, I'm God. just saying. And right now, especially, I'm feeling it because I really want to go back to the theaters. But that's something else. But, you know, it's, it just feels like it's it's just sad that it's kind of died down. And I understand why Tarantino and Nolan and other all those, like, other... I think Spielberg, Spielberg's kind of into Spielberg. that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're still trying to use film, you know? They're still yeah. trying to add that, like, that mm-hmm. cinema aspect to it. The Everyone's using digital yeah. now. So, you know, I, I'm happy that these guys are still around but it's sad because they're dying but there are some of the new age directors that still want to do that too like um yeah didn't edgar Wright do that with uh baby driver he might have i feel like he might have like there are some new age directors that still do that i know ironic damien chazelle i know he did that for first man because in the, in the you know it's it's um <laughs> shut up <laughs> 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 in first man he was using film because it was in the 60s mm-hmm. you know so that's what they had it, it just kind of brings you back to the time type of thing yeah like yeah. there are still it's very rare nowadays is what we're saying yeah yeah all right so since we're talking about like people who still shoot on film like directors and stuff which ones do you think still shoot on film i, mean, I know you can probably think of a few of them right now I, I just know that uh the only ones that really cross my mind are da- uh damien chazelle tarantino and nolan Okay. Spielberg still shoots on film. Ooh. Scorsese. Of course. Yeah. Wes Anderson. <laughs> wow, I hope I didn't get that one. Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, J.J. Abrams. No. He, yeah? Force Awakens was not in on film. That was not Pretty on film. Sh- mm-hmm. I don't know. Let me, I'm going to look that up. You, you name out the other ones, though. Uh, Judd Apatow. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> Why does Judd Apatow need to use film? I don't know. And then the only other one they say is Alex Ross Perry, which I don't even know who he is. Yeah, I don't know who he Yeah, that's, that's the only two I can see in here. Despite the fact that most blockbusters nowadays are shot on digital, director J.J. Abrams made the decision to shoot Star Wars The Force Awakens on 35mm film. How about that? That <laughs> is fucking surprising. <laughs> see, we found some surprising things there. I did not look too de- in depth. I just Googled what directors still shoot on film, and that's yeah. the first thing that showed up. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, some of those are a little surprising. Like, I mean, 
obviously not Wes Anderson, but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Wes Anderson. Um, he's his own creature, but yeah, he's a whole species of pe- person. I could, I could see J.J. Abrams still shooting on film, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if his uh, role model is Spielberg and he still shoots on film, of course. Yeah, pretty much. Spielberg white. Like, yeah, you, do you ever see, like, the, you ever have, have, like, those old family photos that are shot on film? Yes. And they just look different? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they, the contrast is better, and it looks, it looks nicer. I don't know. Something about it. But, anyway, back to Halloween. <laughs> um... In praise, in praise of 2007's remake, because I I enjoyed it at the time. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a good catch for you. Yeah, holy shit, that sound good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of like that um, they dove into Michael Myers' backstory because in this movie you really don't you don't see any of it. Nope, you don't see any anything in the psych ward how he developed as a child. You only you don't even see why he did it. Why he killed you just Judas escape. In the he just yeah. you just see him kill his sister and then escape fifteen years later. Yep. So in in the two thousand seven one, you actually show the breakout, which in that movie, um, he was fucking brutal. Yeah. With it. And that's something I appreciate about the remake because in this one there's not it's not too brutal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't see it what well, he chokes a few people and then stab <laughs> he he does one stab, you know? Just <laughs> which I <ironic, laughs> That's like that's probably the darkest that you that in this movie that they ever get because yeah. um yeah I wrote that later on in my notes but um like in this movie Michael is supposed to be the shape you know and people people confuse that later on because they tur- start turning him into ironically a mythic kind of undead boogeyman but at the same time humanizing him so it's kind of it's kind of backwards that I've always kind of found. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but, um, but in this one, he's the shape. So he's just think of him as evil, just this pure evil, like the devil, maybe, but like not so Christian. Yeah, but like just like a force, and that's why um, in the beginning, um, when you see Laurie in in the classroom. Um, she, she's getting a lesson on fate, so it's like, you know, ironic. You know, every movie has to do this; have to foreshadow the theme of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so they say it straight out that this movie's all about fate, and this is always Laurie's fate. That Michael is always going to come um, for her. This this evil force, and could she did nothing wrong because she was just an innocent. But maybe that's that's the reason why, though. So you know she's she's pure. She's the, she's pure. the virgin. She's the virgin. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't want to do do the sexes or whatnot. <laughs> well, yeah, that's putting it mildly. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, she's she's the virgin, and she kind of just um, her fate is to be. Well, I, I don't know why I want to say this, but like thrown into a volcano. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, get, you get my point. Yeah. yeah. Um, she has to be sacrificed for the greater good. In other mm-hmm. words, obviously she doesn't in this movie, but yeah. yeah. And she's like, um, well, I mean, most people know this, but she's the daughter of Janet Lee, who is the star of Psycho. So the 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 slasher movie that came before Halloween. I did not know that. You didn't. Oh yeah, it's kind of cool, right? That is really cool. Yeah. So you got Janet Lee, who's like. Oh, and also um, Samuel Loomis in who's a doctor in this, named after Janet Lee's boyfriend in Psycho. So I guess they definitely saw that connection when making huh. this movie. So that's kind of cool, right? That is kind of cool. 
But yeah, Michael is supposed to be the shape in this. And I like the fact that... Um, I like the fact that I, I like that aspect where he's just he's just a force. And the thing I don't I don't love about what I guess the Halloween purists see is that um, they they want to keep him as the shape, this mythic force, which the sequels definitely added on to because he keep coming back. Right. They have to keep have him keep coming back. But um, they want him to stay human in a way. Because they want him to, like, because in the remake, they make it consistent with his wounds that he gets in, in this movie. Like, his eye is punctured, and, um, you know, he's got the bullet holes, and he's got he's got, he got a bunch of battle scars and stuff. Yeah. And so, they want him, it's like... Can't really humanize him when he gets six fucking shots to the chest. Seven shots to the chest. Exactly. Like... It's <sighs> like, that's what I thought, I thought we were going on this track, guys, where he's just this, he's just the, the thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so he's like this this force, and but everyone wants to make him into a human thing, but still call him a myth. So I'm just confused with like the rest of the fan base, I guess. So you know, we we don't really agree it's on that. It's kind of just out there, like it's like oh, it might be, it might not be. Like you never know. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was um, oh no, I lost it. <laughs> think. What were we, what were we think, talking about? Uh, remind, what were the we just, force. The force. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers is a force of Michael, evil. Okay. okay. So back to our drinking game. It said drink every time Michael Myers is said. Right. But like. I don't. I really. Now was, looking back Michael at it. Michael Myers was not said in that movie I, at all. Yeah. It's just been Michael. Every time Michael was said. Or Myers, I guess. Because Myers was said a few times. Too. Yeah. Like the Myers household yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like, like, that's Myers. when we could have drank for those. Like we didn't even yeah. know, realize it until like halfway through the movie. So I mean. Yeah. It's like, weird. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, a lot of the lore isn't in this movie. So, like, um, if you're, if you're like, a kind of a normie coming into this franchise, you would, like, you could probably hear stuff that um, Michael Myers was this killer that escaped from a mental ward who attacked his sister on Halloween night in 1978. And um, it was because he was controlled by an evil force, um, <laughs> an evil druid force. <laughs> <laughs> the the cult of thorn, which we don't talk about, because that's when it just got so bad. It's, it's, but not, most of the lore <laughs> in the the Haddonfield kind of town, like the aspect of of like the the regular suburban town folk, was really implemented in Halloween two, where you see the the you see the hospital, you see the neighborhoods, you see all like the regular people. And um, that's when they introduced the, the the twist that Lori is how uh, Michael's sister. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Guess <laughs> you seem like you want to say something. So yeah. it's totally off topic, but it's very important information because we were kind of just talking about it. Yeah. What's the thing you complain about the most in this movie? No. <laughs> you like you like in J.K. Like, Simmons? No. What? What's honestly the thing you've been complaining about the most recently? Oh, the movie theaters. Guess what opens on Friday. Yeah, I told no. you. I told you this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The twenty percent capacity thing. What Regal theaters? Though? Yes. Oh, is really? it Regal? Yes. Oh shit. <sighs> two of them. Okay. Sorry, Cuomo. <laughs> you, know the, you know the two malls we went to. Yeah. On like Monday. Really? Yeah. They're going. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah, both of those. Ones oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm actually. Oh my god. This is the most happy I've been. We, we gotta redo that part so that oh, they thanks. open this past Friday. We gotta do that. It's yeah. fine. If they it's... were. Ooh, we'll just, we'll just cut goes. this part out. We'll just cut this part out. Okay. But yeah, I just, <laughs> I just saw the post about it on Facebook and I needed to tell you. Dope. 
CrossFit's so and Colony Center. But like, Rio's there's nothing out except ten- Tenet. Yes, that's what I'm that's saying. That's all I want to see. I just want to see Tenet and Bill and Fed. Uh, Bill and Ted. Bill and, Fed. and <laughs> Bill and the Fed. They, well, they if they're open at night, just... Oh, we can go after you got on like on Saturday. We, uh, let's do it. Wait. Well, yeah, I don't have to do anything on Saturday, so let's go. Fuck yeah, let's do Saturday. Oh, I got to sneak. Because Friday I'm making food, so yeah, Saturday. All right, cool. Uh, run back. Um, I'm like almost... So done. we're cutting this all out. Anyway, um, but we didn't cut any of it out. We did not. We did not. <laughs> the verge of a sneeze. <laughs> you're on the yeah. You look like you're gonna fucking die right now. It's like, <laughs> uh. um, yeah. I mean, so what do you do? You want to say what you get this movie yet, or do you still have a few more things to talk oh, about? So, bro, look at this. Look at how many things I got. Dude, you got a problem. Well, yes, we've yes. only we've only touched the because uh, I was I was going through this movie like each scene, so I have I have a comment on almost every scene. Christ. Um. Boo, 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 boo. Oh yeah. So I always wondered why Michael came. <laughs> I always wondered why Michael went after Lori and her friends specifically, because obviously with all the lore, you wonder you you think that oh because um, Lori is Michael's sister and that's the whole reason he has this mental connection or whatever. Yeah. Um, in this one, I kind of deduced down that um, Lori's the one who drops off the keys in the beginning to like you it's know the door yeah, and so that's why Michael's on her tail. And I just thought it was kind of interesting because I always thought it was just. It, you know, I wasn't thinking because yeah. I wasn't thinking about what what the whole movie meant because um, at the time I, I was going into it watching Halloween and then Halloween two where I get all the backstory and I kind of blended them together and I think a lot of people do that yeah um, so it's, it's just kind of really interesting where like at the time you just thought oh Laurie just just happened to put the keys in the in the lockbox or whatever and that's that's how. Yeah, that's no, how everything no, happened he was to her. There. He just was, by chance. Yeah. You know? He saw her and he's like, ooh, hello. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um Yeah, they little right kind of Um oh yeah, so I, w- I wanna ask you guys. Um you see kids trick or treating really fucking early in this movie. It's right after school. Like yeah. at like three PM. Yeah. So yeah. I was wondering what's the earliest you guys ever went trick or treating? Like five. Five, yeah. Uh, yeah probably right go. after school. Yeah, like 3.30. No. You go 3.30? Nope. Like when my earliest I wanted to see, yeah, probably 3.30. We would wow. go between probably 4.30 and 5 because most houses would like shut their lights off by like 6.37. Really? Yep. Oh, my, my, I mean, I lived in like a super like suburban area. So I, they were open from like, they kept the light on from, I, I didn't go until after after six and I stayed out till nine. No, we never had, it was hard yeah. to find any houses after seven. It was usually eight for me, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I used to have this like super haunted house. Um, it was right on the, well, you might know, it was in um, the neighborhood in back of my neighborhood. Nope. I never showed you that? Okay. No. But um, ironically, my dad knows knows the um, parents mm-hmm. of that house, but it's cool. Um, so they, they would set up this entire haunted house kind of thing. So it was like kind of like a little mini maze and at the end, you get like a, a full-sized candy bar mm. at the end. So okay. I would always go for the Butterfingers. Of course. Of course. It's just my thing. Butterfingers are good, man. Yeah, man. Okay. They're good. Not my favorite. Yeah, not my what, favorite anymore. What's your favorite candy? Reese's, Reese's bro. Of course. Reese's um, Reese's the same. Yeah, definitely Reese's or Hershey's with almonds. Reese's or Kit Kats for me. I get mm, that. I don't fuck with Kit Kats. Oh, Kit Kats are so good. I um, fuck with regular Kit Kats, not the yeah. white chocolate. Yeah. No, yeah. 
Dude, we're, we're, just, we're, just, we're just vibing right now. Yeah, Yo, man. but hear me out. I was always the winner on Halloween because everyone thought I was the loser because I would trade my Kit Kats for the Dots and the Almond Joys. Ugh. Dots? What the fuck are no, you? No, Dots are so good. Ugh, I fuck. love Dots. Like, I would fight okay, for, like, the Dots well, and the Twizzlers and the Almond Joys. Oh, this is the bitch that loves um <laughs> the yellow and green Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, yellow and green sour patch kids are my favorite. Also, I don't get it. Um, I get yellow. At, no, so at work we have we used to have a big candy bucket in my area, and they'd always get us like little like those little packs of like two starbursts. That was in the big like ten dollar pack. Yeah, yeah. And I would open up all of them, dump all the pink and the red in the bottom because everyone else wants those and I don't like them. And I would take all the yellow and the orange. And a lot of time at the end of the week, the candy bucket would be empty and there'd be like 15 little yellows and orange starbursts in there because no one else would take them. And I'd take them all because yellow and orange starbursts are the best starbursts. I <laughs> kind of agree with that. The fact that they make just pinks and reds pisses me I off. I love the pinks. Because where's pinks my just yellow? Where is my just yellow starburst pack? It's just not popular. They're so <laughs> fucking good. I mean, hey, but that's why we're also, such a good couple. Also, bring the lime skittle back. The no, what? the lime skittle. I'm, I'm a fan of disgusting. Green apple is the fucking best. I'm gonna fucking spit on you. Green apple is disgusting. <laughs> I haven't had skittles since they changed it, so I couldn't tell See? you. See, um, I'm what's your favorite? Fucking spit on you. What's your favorite jelly bean flavor? Well, I know what yours is, but yes. my favorite. I don't fucking know. I don't really like jelly beans. Buttered popcorn. Probably blue raspberry. Buttered popcorn jelly beans are delicious. I don't like any jelly beans. I hate jelly um, beans. Um, and then what was one other? Oh, I love Necco wafers. Which ones are those? The I chalk. Can, I can slightly understand that. I've never seen those. Because it's like I, grandma candy. I was accustomed to it because my grandma would always get them for me for no fucking reason. Perfect I just, movie theater candy. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying wait, Necco wait. wafers are. I'm telling oh, okay. you. What is the perfect movie theater candy? We um, have the same answer. Raisinets. Yes. No. Raisinets um, are so good. Yeah. The snow caps. Yo, no. no. I, I like snow, snow caps. Are okay. Snow mom, caps are shit, My bro. mom loves snow caps, so I kind of got hooked on them. My mom is also a big crunch bar person, though. I'm also Sour Patch Kids, though, at the same time. So. Sour Patch um, Kids are lit, man. Raisinets are the best. The Raisinets are the best. I feel like you got to get like a big popcorn with extra butter, and then like, you should hmm. probably... Like a certain movie? <laughs> exemplifies? Do Raisinets in? No. Do they? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> you got to explain the story here. <laughs> fucking god! So, uh, <sighs> oh my god, this is why I never want to do whiplash. In whiplash, <laughs> there's a scene. I just really like Ray. Yo, have you had the dark chocolate raisinets? Yes, I have. I still like the milk chocolate. Milk okay, chocolate's no, better than dark no, chocolate. No, fight you've me. been to so many fucking movies with me. You know, I always get my popcorn with extra butter. I just never buy the candy because it's so fucking expensive. I know you really make love. me buy it. That's why you go to CVS <laughs> beforehand and hide in your pocket. True. Um, yeah, I, well, yeah, that's what I used I've to do. I've seen fucking full families bring in like two Victoria's Secret bags, and then they take the tissue paper off the front and they pull five guys out. Oh, Dude, my out. mom did that. <laughs> we went to Toy Story three to see that, and she brought like she had like the pack of, of fries yep. In, yep. The, in the metal in the tin no, foil. No, seriously, raisinets so good. <laughs> now I'm really upset because I really really want it, but now we're you're bullying I'm me too drunk. Sad. Anyway, so this so raisinette story. Yeah. Tell me the raisinette story. It's not a story. Oh, it's He's just, just fucking in, making in, fun of you because of Whiplash. <laughs> in whip, yeah, in Whiplash, <laughs> there's just a scene where like the dad, it's like their thing. Like they have butter popcorn and they pour the raisinettes oh, on yeah, it. Oh yeah, oh my God, right yeah. It isn't even intentional, okay? <laughs> Do you know how often I get farmer's insurance ads on YouTube? <laughs> Actually, not that often. No. <laughs> Hang on, I need to fact check myself. I need to fact check myself a little bit. Not that often because I have YouTube Premium. You, you get them a lot, and then when I watch YouTube on my PS4, 
I get a lot of private insurance commercials. <laughs> and then sometimes, like, back when all this started, I was sitting in, like, the break room at work one day, and I had an AirPod, and I'm sitting there, and the TV's on in the background, and I'm like, no. And I look up, and I see a private insurance commercial. <laughs> like, I'm being followed. Also, spoiler alert, um... They're a menace. <laughs> we were sitting in my living room one day, and my brother's like, oh, I really want to watch Palm Springs. Okay. I watched the trailer, all fine and dandy. You dying over there? He's in it. <laughs> Do you know he's in Palm Springs? No, I, I, didn't I, know haven't he was in, I haven't seen it. I didn't know he was in it until I was watching it. <laughs> Why the fuck is he in Palm oh, Springs? Sorry. Jesus I, Christ. I hit the table, my bad. <laughs> yeah, he's he's everywhere. Okay, well back to Halloween. <laughs> um there's so many iconic shots in this movie. <laughs> um uh, so the one I always think about is to um the when he's hanging out in the with the clothes that are hanging right in the right in the um the thing. What are you doing? Still Get away. Is right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, mom bitch. <laughs> but yeah, so like um, you have like the, when he's standing in, in in like the hanging clothes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And he's behind the clothes and everything. Yeah. So in that, this is a little weird scene because she's staring at him the whole time. So he's there one shot. It cuts back to her still staring at him, and then he's gone. Yeah, it's fucking. It's another. I don't get right it. There. Yeah. I don't fucking get it. Another the iconic shot I think of is you know when he rises back up at the end yeah, and she gets stabbed. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was an improv from like um, the cinematographer Dean Cundy. I'm pretty. From what I remember, I'm pretty sure he said, "Oh, hey, what if he like rises up like a fucking evil prick?" And <laughs> wow! All right, yeah, it's... yeah. So that was kind of cool. What the fuck are you doing? Killing. She's people. just being separate. Committing right. rope neck. Height. <laughs> um, you know, there's a shot where Lori looks out the window through the classroom, and then he's just standing there. Um, yeah, that's the one I think of too. That that's a you good know, these one. These actually yeah. make really good hats. Do you want to try? It's kind of fun. Big boy, yeah, a little here. bit. Yeah. <laughs> it like cups your head. Come so here, nicely. Dylan. Hold on, I got to take a picture of this. It cups your head so nicely. Hold like on. you just gotta pull it down. Mm, yummy. No, so just like pull it down, like all the yeah, way. Wait, like this? I can't yeah. hear anything. That's fine. There you go. Hey, we do it again. Do it again. No, I don't want to do it again. Please, I want to record a podcast. All right, let's <laughs> Okay, well, anyway. Um, so, a cool little thing. Um, haha, the thing. There's a uh, shot of the, yeah, we, they're we watching about the this. thing. Um, <laughs> that was a subtle nod to John Carpenter, who eventually um, directed the remake of The Thing. Oh, yeah, in he 1982. Did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When was the original made? 50s, some, 57, thought, okay. 56, something like that. I thought so. Um, <laughs> I just wrote so many stupid things like what a dumb bitch getting stuck in the laundry room she deserves yeah, to die <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly what I talked about like this the audacity of this bitch yeah. to do laundry oh they're also yeah. pretty rich they got Clorox and Tide yeah. what the fuck this is the 70s man <laughs> what the fuck you doing with Clorox and Tide yeah, the fuck the actual fuck By the way, I'm never using Tide Pods ever again uh, yeah I heard you talk about that earlier I didn't. my shirt is ruined there's yeah, a giant pur- purple stain on it now <laughs> because the fucking the Tide Pod won't fucking melt Anyway. That sounds like a you problem, bro. It is. It really is. <laughs> this is what I deal with. Um, I like the subtle shot where um, Annie's Annie's gonna go drive to pick up Paul, and um, in not her car. Yeah. In somebody else's car. Wait, no, is it her car? I don't know. But yeah, um, she's gonna go drive, and the door is locked. So she's like, "Oh no, keys!" Singing to herself and stuff. She grabs the keys and comes back out, and the door's unlocked. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. What is this note at the top of the screen? What? 
What did I write? <laughs> so I'm sitting here trying to look at his notes to see how much longer we have on this podcast. And this man can talk for another three hours minimum. Please read that. Please read okay, that. Okay, so you know the scene where Annie drops butter on her shirt, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, at the time, I'm like, I was, what, I was 10? 10, 10, 8 or 10 or whatever. Something like that. You said yeah. Um, she's not wearing a bra. Because I can clearly see that. So I'm like, when I asked my dad, who was watching with me at the time, I'm like, why isn't Annie wearing a bra? And she's <laughs> my dad. This is before he turned like super like political on me. Um, but he's just like, oh yeah, some feminism thing in the 70s. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, because I guess that was a thing because they didn't, um, women were protesting about Free the nipple. The, yeah, free the nipple. Exactly. That's yeah. a modern thing though, I think. Yeah, that, that seems more modern. Well, I don't know. They were doing something where they're protesting. Not they weren't wearing bras because like they felt like it's a. I don't know, it's well, like it's a, a thing. Like it wasn't like much a, nudity in movies at that time. So I mean, they're trying to kind of break that barrier, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that that could be a thing. But I just thought it was interesting because it's like girls weren't wearing bras on the regular. So yeah, it's cool. Um, when she dies though, um, in the car, I I don't I never saw that shot of Michael slitting her throat. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So like it just says you can see more things the more times you watch this. And, you ha- watch and you're absolutely movie. hammered when you see it. So I mean, exactly. Like, <laughs> you don't talk about drunk. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um Oh yeah, Bob's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that line was creepy. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that was just that was just weird. So he kind of deserves to die, I think. Yeah. You're talking like a child that way. Yeah, but yeah, um, everyone thinks about um, <coughs> Corona, his death. <laughs> Every, like I, the the iconic the iconic shot for me at least is it, uh, Bob's death when he you know hanging up by the, the knife. by the knife in the in the thing and they actually um, I wonder I forget I I think the the foot shot was a later addition. Like and that's what really sold it for me. So it's like, oh fuck! And like you know, normally I, I don't think anybody else would really pay attention to that. Like to the body going limp, they would have like a, just a shot of like him doing like just like just like doing that. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like you know, that's not how fucking physics work either. So I, this fucking I know. Movie, like, oh yeah, just, I got a knife to the chest. And I'm gonna hang up on this fucking because pla- pla- okay. just, yeah, shut the fuck up. Okay. I, I did that too earlier. Now you gotta say it again. Go fuck yourself. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and the, but what comes afterward, where Michael's just kind of staring at him, and that that really exemplifies like the shape to me because he he very clearly doesn't understand what human life is, mm-hmm. and I think that's like the most interesting and scary aspect of it because it's like he's just looking at it like a dog, like a like a like a fucked up painting. You know, he's like, what did I just do? Like, he's not moving anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? It's fucking creepy. Like he's he's not. What, what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? He's he doesn't have empathy. Yeah, no, he doesn't have empathy. That's for sure. But that's not what I was looking for. Um, like he's looking through not his own eyes, but like the eyes of like I don't know something. He's like he's possessed, obviously. But yeah, he, he's the shape. Well, yeah, I mean they quite literally make him possessed later on in the movies. But yeah, I know. we don't talk about that. But I am talking a lot about it. <sighs> I'm just mad about it. Right. Um, do you got anything else do, like major you want to talk about? Because uh, I, I mean, I didn't know that suffocating to death is it sounded like people having sex. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, 
that this movie introduced me to that <laughs> to that sound. Yeah. Um, ironically, I don't have. Okay, good thing I don't have that that many more notes. Um, this is something stupid I wrote. <laughs> you're you're fucking yell at me. <laughs> Annie's house number is thirteen thirty seven. And because three plus three equals six and seven minus one equals six, and you add another six in there, it was six, six, six. Illuminati confirmed. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's so stupid. I just threw it in there. Um, okay, so Jamie Lee, this is her very first role. Yes. I can't say that I'm a huge like based only on this movie. I can't say I'm a huge fan of her acting. I can Be- say that, yeah. Only because she doesn't play. She can play like completely freaked out. Well, she can you know like screaming and like oh my god somebody help. She can play that very well. But her being like kind of like creeped out and like slightly scared. She's got a long way to go because I'm not a fan of like her like whimpering. You know, she's like, uh, yeah, it's weird. Nobody, I don't think, <laughs> I really don't think anybody would would sound like that. So yeah, more likely just be like not trying to talk at all, just like looking around, like oh fuck. Yeah, and that when you want to do more facial expression, yeah, you know, and, I mean? and less talking or you it's know just, sounds. And that's, that's a stupid nitpick for me. <laughs> yeah, but, no, no, I get know, it though. I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Tommy taking forever, dumb fucking kid. <laughs> when when she's like, she throws an actual pot at the window. She's like, Tommy, fucking help me! Ah! And he's like, Who is it? Oh my God, <laughs> fucking kid. dumbass kid. Uh, um, da-da-da. oh, it's kind of a cool ooh. thing that they they did in the sequel. Um, they really paid attention to uh, the details. Like, um, they really, they looked back and they really tried to make the mask because that's a huge thing that was just kind of wrong throughout the rest of the whole series. The mask always looked wrong and gross and stupid looking for no reason. There was no actual reason for it. Um, even in Halloween two, where it was actually the same exact mask, um, it was just three, eight, three years older. So, you know, it, it would, Deborah Hill brought it home with her after the shoot. She kept it under her bed. She was a heavy smoker. So it turned like yellow and like it looked gross in the in the sequel. So like I I almost don't really call that the same mask. You know what I mean? Okay. But in the sequel, in the 2018 sequel, they really they recreated it almost exactly and then they aged it like how it would normally look. And yeah, it was very cool. And they yeah. they really keep it consistent with his wounds too where they they can make sure that his eye his left eye, which which is stabbed stabbed out by the by the clothing hanger, <laughs> clothing hanger. Um, <laughs> you don't need a degree for those. Um, uh, yeah, his eye is stabbed out of that. Um, yeah, and he's and got the he, bullet holes and everything. He's got the bullet holes. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting little detail that they added in. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I already brought that point up. Um. Oh yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not really a fan of um un- unmasking him. I don't really like that. Yeah, that no. was weird. Yeah, they, and I know they hired a, an actor specifically for this, so it wasn't like it was a mistake or anything. Yeah. Um, and they they said that he wanted they wanted him to have an angelic face. Uh, I don't know. Like Michael Myers is the mask to me. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, you. 
you can't do it. And they learned, they definitely learned their lesson from, from the rest, from the rest of the movies because they don't show his face anymore except Rob Zombie, which <sighs> they make him talk too. All right. Just oh, fuck. Yes. You, you're getting too heated here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Loomis shot him seven times, not, not six, six, which I thought was interesting because I just caught that this time around. I always thought it was six um, until I was listening to a podcast earlier um, on this and they said, oh, we shot him seven times. Like, oh, really? So, yeah, I can confirm they shot him seven times. Can confirm. Can confirm. Um, <clears throat> oh, kind of a cool thing. This is like one of my last notes. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Pleasance. He was he was like the name actor for this movie. He's yeah. the one who got the names or who got the the seats. You know, basically all the people coming to see it. Um, you know, because he was known for playing uh, Blofeld. You know, James Bond's ultimate yeah. villain yeah. in the original '60s run. Um, so and you know, see, he, he was he's like a very classical actor, and so knowing you know him knowing like the how to act and like the the process and shit like that he told carpenter um at the scene where michael is it disappears right he and he looks over the balcony he can he said i can play this two different ways i can play it one like holy shit i'm totally fucking surprised by that whole i didn't see that coming or he can play it like i knew this was going to happen the entire time because he is a force of evil and i mean looking back now it's pretty fucking obvious that you know what take they ended up using yeah but you know it just looks so much better like him just knowing like i knew this was gonna happen the whole time i'm gonna franchise yeah. the shit out of this yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. well yeah uh, mustafa akkad who many people attribute him to basically running it into the ground which i don't necessarily disagree with um but yeah, he he definitely took that took that little little clip it's like oh fuck we need to fucking do all this shit to it yeah um, and just one last thing before we go, um, the you know the, like the last sequence. I never really noticed this before, but the last sequence to end the movie, you have a bunch of different shots of empty rooms of where I guess the carnage happened. So you have the the living room, the fr- the front of the Myers house, the front of the uh, Doyle house, or no, the the Wallace house. That's where mm-hmm. everything happens. Um, yeah, you have all that shit happen, and um, you just uh, just blank solitary just empty shots of where everything happened and so like that's such a genius sort of thing looking back now because it adds that like creep factor to it you know mm-hmm. and then it added in his breathing underneath it you know um that was all put together in the very end of the editing process deborah i think deborah hill is the one who brought it up it's like hey we need to we need like a kind of a strong ending for this so what if we just take all these random shots that we just have Random, you know, there's like nonsensical shots of, yeah. you know, and just put them in the movie. And uh, it ended up making like, like maybe not like a memorable like sequence, but like it drawn, like, I don't know. I was drawn attention to it because they say it in the commentary or at least whatever commentary I got. Um, they draw attention to it and I'm like, oh, wow, that really is a cool, cool kind of sequence. Mm-hmm. It adds to the whole aspect of the, the feel of the movie. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's the rest of my notes, and we've All we've right. definitely hit over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess this goes without saying. But what do you give this movie? A hundred percent blood alcohol content, wow. pure alcohol, pure. We're talking Everclear here. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One time when I was 19, I asked my dad to buy me a bottle of vodka because I just wanted to make some vodka crayons at home. And then he came home with some Everclear. He's like, yeah, I haven't had this since college. I'm like, oh. Mark, there is a reason for that. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I'll call like a... <laughs> I don't want to rate it. It's okay. You can already you can make me sad. I was like, so I understand the importance of it. Just know that you're going to be sleeping like, on the couch. It was so like groundbreaking, and why it's made such an impact. I think for that reason, I'll probably give it like a seventy-five or an eighty. Okay. I, I understand the appreciation for the movie just because I didn't like it. Like it's similar to um, we watched some. Oh, like what did we watch recently that I didn't like? I don't know if it was Fight Club that I said this about. But it's like we, we watched so, it on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, I'm the same way with the peach pear Lacroix flavor. <laughs> I don't think it's good. Like I don't like it, but I know that it's good. Yeah. So like I don't like Halloween, but I understand why it's so loved and why it's so appreciated. It's like I have an appreciation for it. Is it like I just, also just get bored by the movie? I what, get that. I really do. Was it a Halloween movie that we? I don't think so. It was the. It was. I bet you it was the one after we. The one that we did after Fight Club. I forgot mean? what it was because after Fight Club was Nightmare on Elm Street. It wasn't that. <laughs> no, wait, yeah, definitely. I think it that. may have been Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I, I know, know you don't like that one. Oh no, I, Seven. I'm pretty. We didn't watch Seven. You, didn't, you no. don't like Seven. I lost the Seven in. Just Seven in. But yeah, no, I'm gonna give this movie um, because of the significance and how it started the whole slasher craze. I'm gonna give it an 80 as well. Um, Understand. Obviously, there's a lot of problems with this movie, but like it has it's, to have been Fight it's Club. 78. I mean, it's. It's a very low budget seventy eight movie that was kind of just indie at that point. It wasn't yeah. like a big name movie. We've and definitely come a long way. It had the very early version of you know Steady Cam. <laughs> um, <laughs> early, early, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it it was clever for what it was, and for that I appreciate it. Um, oh, I'm glad you guys can you know lie to my face, but it's fine as I know you guys hate it. <laughs> oh, I don't hate it. Okay, neither do I. She hates it. Okay. She hates it. Yeah, she hates it. <laughs> no. No, hate is a strong word in the movie business, except for if it's Halloween, um Halloween two, the Rob Zombie one. But um I loved the new one. Yeah, the twenty eighteen one was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, well, who knows? We might do that one next year. Or two seasons next season, whatever. I don't know, I don't know what the fuck it's gonna be. Anyway, but yeah, uh, whatever Halloween kills comes out. Halloween <laughs> kills can't fucking wait. Can't fucking so. wait. What? We're movie drunks. Movie drunks. That's me. Let's go fucking play some Warzone. Warzone. All right. So that was our final Halloween episode, which was, you know, Halloween. It was spooky. It was spooky. It was a fun time. Danny talked a lot about Halloween and his deep, hey, dark love for it. My second favorite movie, man. I love it. Yeah, you and your deep, dark fantasies of Halloween and Michael uh, Myers coming in your room at night. Yeah, Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Not... not Party. Shrek Mike Party Myers. On. Not not him. We're talking about Michael Myers. Party on we. Party on girl. Wings were. Are we done? Thanks a minute. Alright. Did you know that he was going to be a cameo in uh, H2O? That's terrifying. I know. No. <laughs> I'm so glad they didn't do it. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, we are Movie Drunks. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with at Movie Drunks Cast. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Danny, and Septep is making cupcakes. Yes, she is. Yeah. But you can also what happens? You can also <laughs> donate to us uh, on our anchor page. Um, you know, it's you know any any amount is appreciated. Write us a review. Um, spread the word. 
We are getting drunk. Spread the word. Hey, everybody. Dan and Danny are getting drunk. All right. And for next week's episode, you know, it's Baby Driver. Um, yeah. Finally. We're going to watch it. Um, but it, I don't know if everybody knows this, but Baby is a man of focus, commitment, sheer will. Something a lot of us know very little about. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's a... Uh, He's quite the character. He's very violent. Is he quite skilled with pencils? He could be quite skilled with pencils as well. Yeah, cool. Um, Good to know. But yeah, we'll be we'll be back next week. But until then, you know. Cheers, bitch. Ah.